We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Are you ready for the word? Praise it. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Being Imitators of Christ. Each and every one of us who've been born again have been given the admonition and the invitation by God to imitate Him. So that we can be successful at imitating Him, God gave us an example to follow of somebody who successfully imitated Him. You already know that somebody is Jesus Christ. Jesus was the example provided to us by God to help me and you imitate him like he wants us to do, so that we can represent him and Jesus like he was supposed to do. We're to conform ourselves to Jesus' example of how we're to live, how we're to think, and how we're to act now that we become sons of God. Jesus' example that the Father gave us in life is a blood-bought church to follow him in how we're supposed to live our lives. If we successfully imitate Jesus, will successfully imitate the Father the way He wants all of us to do. Then we'll live the blessed life that God wants us to live, and we'll also be the blessing that He wants us to be, inspiring others to live the blessed life like you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. My God. I guess I don't have to ask y'all how y'all doing. Praise God. You're doing like champions do. Praise God. You're doing fine in Jesus' name. But I'm going to ask you anyway. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and get ready for a word that's going to be all the way live. That's going to aid and assist you in stepping into the fullness of the things God's got in store for you. That's if you got a need to hear what he's about to say to you. I believe you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say. I believe you're going to hear it and order your life according to what he's about to say. I believe you're going to step into the fullness of what God has in store for you because there are things that are waiting on you. Praise God. Hallelujah. But you're about to say to wait no more because I'm about to step into my store. Praise God and go get what God got in store for me in Jesus' name. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Being imitators of Christ, which is God's desire for me and you. That's what he has planned for me and you. He wants us to be imitators of him. Well, if that's what he wants, that's what we're going to do. Because we are people up in here, up in here, up in here, that's willing to do what God wants us to do. At least I think that's where we are. I know I am. I don't know about you. Praise God. But we're going to line up and do what God said do. Praise God. So that we can be able to live this thing out like he wants us to do. Why? So every stronghold can be broken. Every, I said every, praise God, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God can come down. So that they can be able to see what the real deal is when we come around. It's time for us to be able to step up and live this thing out like we're supposed to so the rest of the world can know that it's true. That Jesus really did what he do and it's available to them too. 
Come on, have a need to hear what the Lord's going to say to you, because we're going to learn a little bit more about how to do that and what is what we need to do to do that in Jesus' name. Let's read the foundational text first. It's called Ephesians chapter 5. Start reading in verse 1. The Bible reads, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us, and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor jesting which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor a covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore, he saith, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. That's what God wants us to do at this time. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Because there's people out here in this world that don't understand what the will of the Lord is. And one of the reasons why is because the people in the church conduct themselves in lives like they don't understand what the will of the Lord is. That's why God's coming to his church right now and say, hey, wake up. It's time for you to be able to live this thing out like I intend for you to do and be able to fulfill the life that I bought and paid for just for you. Understanding what the will of the Lord is so that you can conduct yourself like you really are his. That's what God is saying to his church right now. He's saying, wake up. Why? Because we've been asleep. We must be asleep. Why? Because people that are asleep don't know what they do. And you've got to be asleep to keep doing what you do, knowing what the will of the Lord is. So God's trying to Wake up his church right now and say, come on, church. There's a specific life that I have int- intended for you. There are specific things that I intend for you to do. And I'm making them clear to you. Now, the question is, what are you going to do? But I'm telling you, stop loving like fools and live like you wise. So that you can realize the things that I've already got in store for you. That I already got planned for you. So the rest of the world can be able to understand that I've got them planned for them too. God's talking to his church right now, and he's telling us to wake up. Why is that? Because people that are asleep are oblivious to what they do. But God wants you to no longer be oblivious to what you do. He wants you to recognize that we are not fools, but we are wise. Fools, of course, we already learned by definition, are people who say in their heart that there is no God. That's talking about the world right there, because them them fools that say in their heart that there is no God. Anybody can wake up and look around and see a world that twirls and don't don't spin off its axis and go out into the into, into oblivion someplace. Praise God, and everything is held together like this. Praise God has to know that there's a God. Anybody that know that the centrifugal force all by itself that when you spin things, things fly off when you spin off. Why are we still on this earth? Praise God, because there is a God. Praise God. That while this world is spinning like it do, we still stand put just like we do and can't even tell that it's spinning. Why? Because God got it like that. He can do stuff like that. This world was put together by God. This whole universe was put together by God. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. We put together by God. We ain't no accident that came by some 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 stupid stuff that happened one day where some primordial soup became where soup became a person. That, now I've seen chicken become chicken soup, but I ain't never seen chicken soup become a chicken. Are you listening to me up in here? That's foolishness going to walk. Are you listening to me up in here? If you ever see chicken soup become a chicken, come bring it to me. Bring that one to me. I want to see that. Because don't soup don't become what it came from. Are you listening to me up in here? That's ignorant. It's going to see. But then there's a people that's raising up and they're trying to say like this is the way things are supposed to be. That's why darkness is spreading all across this world. But darkness ain't spreading because darkness is so strong and so smart. Darkness is moving because children of God are not operating like they're supposed to. Because darkness can only come where light is not. That's why he said, I made you children of light. Now walk as children of light. Why is that? Because darkness is pushing forward because light ain't doing what it's supposed to do. But my God, I'm so glad I ain't talking about you because we ain't got no fools up in here. We found out that there are two kinds of fools. Fool, the first fool is the one that says in their heart that there is no God. That ain't none of us because we say there's a God. We've received him as our Lord and Savior. But the second kind of fool is the fool that conducts himself like there is no God, which means they make their decisions and they live their life like God really doesn't exist. That even though they know God is real, they don't make their decisions in life like God is real. Even they know God is true, they don't do what they're supposed to do because they act like they ain't no God when they make a decision to do what they do. Not knowing that he's watching everything, looking at everything, and he's paying attention to everything. That's why we can try to hide everything from everybody else we know, but you can't hide nothing from God. So you must be doing it as though there is no God. Is, does that make sense? That's a fool flat out right there, too. Praise God. That's the one that a Christian can be. They can be a Christian fool. Praise God. Look at your neighbor saying, I'm so glad I ain't, he ain't talking about you. Look at your other neighbor and say, at least I don't think he was. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise, praise God. Amen. That, amen. But I got, I got good news. We have the God of defoolification. Praise God. Our God can defoolify me and you. Praise God. And cause us to become wise and conduct ourselves like we're supposed to. That's why he's talking to his church right now. And say, come on, I want you to know what the will of the Lord is. What is the will of the Lord? That we be imitators of Christ and live this thing out like we're supposed to. We found out in verse 1 that that word followers is the word imitators. It means an imitator, one who mimics another, who copies another, both in action as well as speech. We were supposed to be people who are copying God. We ain't supposed to be copying the people that we, copying the people that we see uh, around me and you. We're supposed to be copying God and do what he do. We're not supposed to be copying the people that we've seen on them videos that we watch. We're supposed to be copying God. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. We ain't supposed to be copying the people on the TV or, or, or actors or people that work with you and me. We're supposed to be copying God. And so since we're supposed to be imitating him, we're supposed to have actions and speech that's just like him. As, the, as dear children, which is beloved children. We found out that Jesus Christ not only died for me and you in terms of take away our sins from me and you, thank God he did that for me and you, but also he did it to be an example to me and you. Because those of us who receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior have been given the right privilege and authority to become sons of God. But we got to know how to conduct ourselves now as sons of God because we had never been sons of God. We weren't sons of God before. We were sons of the devil before. But now that we're sons of God and we're in a new family, we got to learn how to do it now that we're in this family now. Do it the right way. So Jesus was our example to be able to live this thing out before me and you so that we can watch him and pay our attention to him so that we can know what to do. Why? Because he is the author and finisher of our faith. He's the one that writes the script. 
of how we're supposed to live this thing out. He's the ones that write the lines that we're supposed to be saying and doing. He's the one that does it all. And which means that if there's any other lines, then that means somebody else wrote that script and it's not the Lord. The Lord tells us how to live our lives and we're supposed to live our lives according to the way he tells us to live our life. Because he's supreme in authority. He is Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we're supposed to do it that way also everywhere we go. Live this thing so that the world can know that this is the way we're supposed to do this thing too. We found out that the ultimate aim of a Christian life is to display Christ-likeness. That's our ultimate aim. It's not to have fun and praise God and see if we can get a big burger on a bun. No, it's just so that we can be able to live this thing out like God wants us to do. It's not to get a new car and drive real far and send back selfie pictures of you of wherever you are. No, it's so that you can be able to live this thing out like God wants you to do. Now, that doesn't mean you can't drive far and send back selfie pictures. But at the same time, make sure when they show a picture of you, you doing what God said do and living this thing out like you ought to. Are you listening to me up in here? So, therefore, we found out if that's the case and we're supposed to do like Jesus did too and deny ungodliness and live godly in our lives. We're supposed to deny it. We're supposed to contradict it. We're supposed to disavow it, reject it, abnegate it, which means our very existence is supposed to show that that's not the way things are supposed to be. That we don't even have to hear the words that we say. They can watch what we do every day. They can just watch you and me. We're supposed to be able to preach the gospel without opening our mouths. We're supposed to be able to live this thing out because, remember, Jesus just didn't have a word. He was the word. Are you listening to me up in here? Well, therefore, if we're supposed to be imitators of him, that's supposed to be what happens in our lives, too. And God has given us the privilege to be able to do that and live that thing out in front of other people, too. But we got to be able to find out who he is and be able to live like we really are his because he's given us the privilege, the capacity, the competency, and the freedom to be sons of God. So we can master we are being a son of God and live this thing out like we're supposed to and give us back control of our lives so we can live our lives in control rather than out of control like the rest of the world do. But we found out there are two of the reasons for the difference between them and us. Two of the reasons. Reason number one we found out is because they don't know him like we do. They don't know God like we do. Because if they knew God like we do, they wouldn't, we, they wouldn't do what, what, what they do. They would do what we do. We live holy. We live right. We, live the, we don't live like the world. Whereas God? And the reason why the world live like the world because they don't know our God. But when they know our God, they'll stop living like that and they'll start living like us. Praise God. And we found out reason number two. Oh, you didn't get quiet because you're still living like them, do you? I'm just checking the reason for the quietness. That's all because I can stop and start teaching right now. Praise God if that's what it is. Reason number two. They haven't received him like we did either. They haven't received him. Now, we've received him. And we found out that that word receive means to associate ourselves with him. We assume as an office him. And we found out that when you assume an office, that you no longer conduct yourself like people did, like you did before you went into that office. Once you go into that office, it has an expectation of how you need to conduct yourself. Are you listening to me up in here? When you go before kings, you don't treat them like you treated the folk that you did in the hood. Are you listening to me up in here? You don't give the queen high five when you come in, in, into, the, in, in, into the queen's castle. Are you listening to me up in here? You don't give her a high I know you're, you do. You don't. You're going to give her. You'll be like, yo, queen, baby, what's up? No, that's how you spoke when you was in the hood. You're supposed to change that out when you get amongst royalty. Are you listening to me up in here? That's why I cringed one time not long ago, and I don't blame it on him, praise God. I, I, you know, and them, I blame it on whoever the handlers are because you're supposed to have handlers that treat you and teach you how to conduct yourself when you're in certain areas. But when our president first went to, uh, went to see the queen, uh, praise God, after he first got elected and stuff like that, you, you, you're supposed to, at the very least, just touch your hand, praise God. But they reached out and grabbed her, hugged her, like, yo, what's up? You know, they was like, dead, like, hugging her. And I was like, ah! And you could see everybody around them cringing, like, ah! Like, what, what is, what, they, even the queen was looking like, ah! When she was looking like, what, like, what did they just do? And stuff like that. But that was because somebody didn't tell them what to do. 
And that's the same thing now. Christians are still reaching out, hugging and grabbing folks. They ain't got no business doing either. And people are still, and God is sitting up in heaven saying, ah, like, what, what, what are you doing? Y'all getting, y'all tripping out on me. Praise God. Because ain't nobody told you what you're supposed to do now that you're a king and a queen. Are you listening to me up in here? You don't be like giving low fives to the queen. What's up, baby? What's up? No, no. You got to step up and let this thing out like you're supposed to. Acting like the clampets do. Come on. We already learned that. Praise God. Next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. And then th- and Kim folks said, Jed, move away from there. He said, San Antonio is the place you ought to be. I know they say Beverly, but ain't, ain't nothing better than San Antonio. Praise God. Hallelujah. San Antonio is the place you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck, getting moved to San Antonio. Hill country, that is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hot weather and burnt grass. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> You remember how it went, praise God. And then they saw this big, beautiful mansion on this beautiful street. And then the door opened up. And here come great Jed and Ellie Mae and Granny wearing the same outfit they wear every episode. And same old raggedy, jacked up looking outfit, praise God, that they wore before. Waving and still eating pickle pig feet and crawdads and don't even know how to use stuff. Using Think a pool table is a fancy eating table with, with fancy pot passes and all that. Remember all that kind of foolishness? They still living the same thing out that they used to back when they was on the hills of Tennessee. That's because they didn't give up the life that they were living before to step into the new life that they now had available to them. And a lot of Christians are doing the same thing too. You're still wearing them same old raggedy worldly clothes that you did before. Come on up in the house. With the stuff that's like, you know, don't get, don't go into that right now. Praise God. We're still living, living like we, living like we used to, like when we was out there doing what we used to do. Come on up in here. But now that we up in here, we got to start living this thing out like God wants us to do because a, a better life has been purchased for you. There was a better life that they could live that they never lived because they never found out about it. Well, God said, I want to make sure that my children find out about it. And he wants you to know about this life that he has in store for you so you can step up into this beautiful, wonderful life that he's got waiting on you. Are you listening to me up in here? Well, therefore, we got to find out what we got to find out and do what we got to do so that we can step into the fullness that God has in store for me and you. Turn to 1 John chapter 3. Last time we got together, praise God, we found out that when we see Jesus, we're going to find out we just like him. When Jesus come and part the sky, come get you and I, we're going to be able to see something with our very own eye. And that's that we're going to see we just like him. Just like it. First John chapter three. First John chapter three, we'll begin to start reading verse one. Of course, this is the book, the, 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 the epistle of love. Praise God. Where John the elder, praise God, is speaking to us about how to fellowship with love. If you're going to walk around with love, who is God? God is love. If you're going to be with God, let me teach you how to be with God so that you can live this thing out like he wants you to do. He said, let me teach you what you need to learn and what you need to do. Start speaking in verse one. He says, he says of chapter three, verse one, he says, behold, which means check this out. Don't miss this. What matter of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Paul's button. If the world still know you real well and it's, and it's good with the way they do what they do around you, something wrong. Paul's button off. Let's just leave that alone. Hey, man, it didn't work last week and it didn't work this week either. Praise God. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep using it until it worked, though. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father has bestowed upon us. What kind of love he, got, he has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God? Therefore, the world knoweth us not, neither know him. 
See, it was a it was a love that the father had for us that allowed him to raise up to a new life that he has in store for us. So everything that God says to us in relationship, how to be able to live this life is love. I said everything that he shares with us so that we can live this life is love. I need to hurry up and explain that because a lot of times when God gets to dealing with people like God deal with people, they ain't used to God dealing with people like God deal with people. And they start thinking it ain't love. You judging me. You saying all kinds of things about me. You didn't. Excuse me, baby. This is love right here. God love you. The Bible says whom he loves, he chastised. Are you listening to me up in here? Somebody up in here probably can say, yep, he loved me. All right. Praise God. Because God will chastise those whom he loves because he want to straighten your tail out so you can let this thing out like he has in store for you. So you can be able to live out this sonship that he had his birches for you. Because it was love that got you this sonship and it's love that's trying to get you to live out this sonship like you're supposed to do. So if he say some things that are uncomfortable for you, just turn around, straighten out and everything will work out good for you. Are you listening to me up here? Minds me of the story. Some of y'all heard it before. Brad's got minds me of the story. A little boy that was sitting there looking at his grandmama one day in a rocking chair. And she was, she was, she had a cat in her hand, praise God, and, and she, in her lap, and she was stroking the cat. But every time she stroked the cat, the cat was going, wham! And she stroked the cat again, the cat going, wham! The little boy looked over at it, and the cat was backwards, praise God. The cat was backwards. So every time she stroked him, she stroked him against his fur. And that's why he would do it, wham! Wham! So he tried to tell her, he said, Grandma, Grandma, he said, you, you stroking the cat backwards. She said, no, my stroke is right. The cat needs to turn around. Because every time God strokes you with his word, you're like, wham! God's stroke is right. You the cat need to turn around. Are you listening to me up in here? Only reason why it's uncomfortable to you is because you ain't turned the way you're supposed to be. But once you turn the way you're supposed to be, that same stroke is going to feel so good, so relaxing, so good. Look at your neighbor and say, wham! Amen. <laughs> Verse 2, beloved, now are we the sons of God. When are we the sons of God? We ain't talking about when the sky open up and when he come get me and you. No, he's talking about right now. We sons of God right now. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. When he splits the sky and come get you and I, that's when we're going to leave this flesh behind and we're going to go up in the, in, in, and meet him in, in, in the midair. We're going to be standing at 50,000 feet without a seat. Are you listening to me over here? And we ain't got nothing but air up under our feet. Praise God, because God's going to lift us up. It's called a rapture. Blessed be God. And when we drop this flesh behind and go up as a spiritual individual like we are actually, because actually you are a spiritual individual. I ain't got time to teach it. You're a spirit that lives in a body that possesses a soul. Praise God. That's why when a person dies, they leave their body and their body just drops to the ground. Why? Because that's just the clothes you're wearing while you're still around. Just like when you get out of your clothes and let them go, they fall down because they have no life in them because you the life. Well, you the life that's in your flesh. Are you listening to me? So once you leave your flesh, see, the person on the inside is fine. When you see somebody in the hospital, they fine. They, they are fine. Their body jacked up. It ain't working. Are you listening to me? It stopped working. If, if they leave their body, they're not ended. They still going on. Only question is where they going on. If they receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they go to heaven. Praise God. If not, they go to hell. It's just as simple as that. That's what the word has to tell. Are you listening to me up in here? But they still there. I mean, they gone. They not still there. Praise God, but they gone. But anyway, move on. They the clothes they have behind. But when the, but when the sky open up, we gonna get it. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I really hope that you're seeing what the word of God says about God's desire for us to be like him. 
I hope even more that you're seeing the importance of living our lives, imitating him like he wants me and you to do. Because if we do, then we'll do everything we need to do to be like him so that we can live the awesome life that can only be lived when we live our lives imitating him. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just got that to church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christmas Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you, it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, ladies, if your New Year's resolution was to draw closer to God, we've got the perfect thing for you to do so that you can do so. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God straight from heaven just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers of Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee that you'll be blessed. Come on through. You'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.